I was having a lot of leaking and just pain that I could not get rid of, like painful sex, SI joint pain, sciatica, like I did all the regular orthopedic stuff. And my husband also is a physical therapist. So I had him. So like both of us trying to figure this out. And I went to my doctor and, you know, everything is normal. Everything's fine. I didn't get great answers basically. And so then I took it upon myself as a physical therapist. I'm able to go to continuing ed courses specific for pelvic floor. And so I did that. And I've gone to tons of courses now regarding the pelvic floor and just like how the whole body works together and how it's just such a beautiful piece when you integrate that with the orthopedic side, because it's not just the pelvic floor. Um, And so then I've been able to fix my own prolapse, fix my bladder leakage, able to, you know, run however I want and not leak and not leak when I'm sneezing. And I just want, I wanted to bring that to moms. Welcome to the Wellness Essentials Podcast, where we invite you to join the conversation and get inspired to be in the driver's seat of your health and well-being. On this podcast, you'll get an all-access pass inside the minds of MDs, experts, and thought leaders in the industry. No topic is off-limits. And we're asking the questions to get you the answers across the gamut of topics when it comes to optimizing your health. This is the WE Podcast. Welcome to another episode. And today we have Angela Turnow, and she is here to tell us all about the pelvic floor and what exactly it is and what it means to us. So, Hi, Angela. Welcome to the show. Hi. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much uh, for being here with me today. And could you tell us a bit about your backstory and how you got started in the work that you do? Sure. Um, So college, I was an orthopedic or I I went to physical therapy school and out of school, um, I became an orthopedic physical therapist. And then I have two kids. And after my son was born, um, one childbirth was not great. Uh, there's a lot of, (laughs) I don't think it's great really anyways. Uh, you know, there's, but going into it, it just was not what I expected at all. And then I had a lot of issues afterwards, a lot more SI joint pain, leaking. Um, I ran marathons or I ran one marathon. Let's clarify that. Um, and But in college, I ran uh, cross country and track. And so just running was a really big part of my life. And so then getting back to that after my son was born was really challenging. And I was having a lot of leaking and just pain that I could not get rid of, like painful sex, SI joint pain, sciatica, like I did all the regular orthopedic stuff. And my husband also is a physical therapist. So I had him. So like both of us trying to figure this out. And I went to my doctor and, you know, everything is normal. Everything's fine. I didn't get great answers basically. And so then I took it upon myself as a physical therapist. I'm able to go to continuing ed courses specific for pelvic floor. And so I did that. And I've gone to tons of courses now regarding the pelvic floor and just like how the whole body works together and how it's just such a beautiful piece when you integrate that with the orthopedic side, because it's not just the pelvic floor. Um, And so then I've been able to fix my own prolapse, fix my bladder leakage, able to, you know, run however I want and not leak and not leak when I'm sneezing. And I just want, 
I wanted to bring that to moms because I knew how my body should work. And so I was able to be there for my family, be there for my kids, because I understood how my body was supposed to work. So that's what I bring to moms. That's what I want to bring to moms, right? And I am, um, but that is my passion, is to help moms get back being active, understand their body, get back running and jumping and being themselves in a way where they feel confident and strong and capable, and they are just able to live their life the way they want. That is incredible. It's very freeing. What you're saying is very freeing for women, for moms who struggle. That is such a great thing. And that's something I haven't heard of really before. You know, it's just teaching women these almost like functional skills on how to come back from something. Yeah. And I mean, motherhood alone is difficult, you know, just, it's just so difficult. And I think that's an underestimation, (laughs) but then when you add pelvic floor issues that seem isolating and they feel, you know, defeating when you leak and you're like embarrassed or just, um, just beyond frustrated with how to fix it and not seeming to get support with it. It just makes it that much harder and it doesn't need to be like, it doesn't need to be difficult to fix it. It can be very simple. I'm all about a simple approach because, you know, like many of those moms out there, they're living busy lives. So this is something they can integrate right away. And it's not a huge laundry list of things to add to their to-do list. Yeah. And it makes your body just overall feel better. Like the, I'm a huge proponent for functionality, just like you mentioned, you know, so things that you can do And I'm not talking about Kegels when I say this. I'm not talking about Kegels, right? So that's a whole other um, thing we could talk about. But, you know, things that you can do in the car or how you're lifting your child, you know, just making your body feel good. And the pelvic floor, I have a pelvis model uh, sitting next to me. I can pull it out in a minute. But it sits in the middle of you. So it is a huge missing link when people are having a lot of, uh, like I said, SI joint pain or pelvic pain or like if you're not addressing the heart of the issue, just the symptoms, it's you're overlooking a big piece of that. That's huge. You know, I'd really like to dive in to explain like what exactly is the pelvic floor? What is the anatomy yeah. of it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so before I because when my when I pull the pelvis out, my hands will be full. So it's <laughs> just so your pelvic floor, it forms a diamond and they're the muscles that you sit on. So everybody is sitting on them right now. So they are your pee, poop, sex, childbirth muscles. They are the muscles that sit inside of your pelvis. They form a sling um, inside of your pelvis. And they are your child, or I already said childbirth muscles, but they are the base of your core. Okay, so your core is not just your abs. And so that's another, um, I think, misbelief that people think you just need to to do ab work to get your core stronger. Um, but that's not the case. You also need to consider your pelvic floor because that is the base of your core and they support your pelvic organs. So your bladder, uterus, rectum, they support your pelvic organs. And so they can be, you know, it's not just about getting the muscles tight, uh, and strong working harder. Sometimes muscles need to be able to lengthen and relax. (laughs) It's how all of the muscles work together. And so I'm going to pull my pelvis out here. And so 
I know if you guys are listening to this, you won't be able to see this, but <laughs> it will help me explain it better. So this is the pelvis. Okay. This is the front of you and the pelvic floor is on the bottom. So you can also think about, um, you know, it's, I think everybody has heard of their butt muscles, their glutes, right? And so you can think about how the inside and the outside, they need to be balanced, right? Like if you're only considering the pelvic floor and you're thinking to get these tight, 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 or, you know, contract and really like tense the muscles or do Kegels and contract them, um, then if this is an exaggeration, but if I squeeze the bottom, that's going to do funky things to the top. Do you see that? right? And so then you might put more stress on your back. Um, it's going to make it really hard to heal the diastasis that can happen or that always happens during pregnancy. Um, and 60% of women continue to have diastasis after the first few months postpartum, which is the abdominal separation. It's an abdominal separation that happens in your midline. So it can continue to make you look pregnant, even though you're not. So the mom pooch, um, that, you know, your abs just not seeming to work together and that can cause more hip pain and back pain. Um, but basically it's just how the whole system should work together. That's how you want to address leaking and, you know, bladder leakage and pelvic floor issues. So the inside and the outside need to work together basically. Oh, that is so intriguing. Like that's something I don't think many of us really think about or are educated on, which is mm -hmm. why I'm so glad you're here with us today. Because yeah. of, you know, that is huge. Um, just even that in itself, understanding that there is like an actual muscle group making up the pelvic floor that sits between your back muscles and then your abdominals that needs to work functionally with everything surrounding that area. Makes exactly. total sense. Yeah. Um, if I kind of use in a little example here, so bladder leakage, you can just think of that as a symptom. Okay. Let's just think about that as a symptom. Um, and there's usually more things happening or that's kind of the pinnacle of like, if there's not more things yet, there's going to be more things coming, right? Because it's a system breakdown. Your, your body is not working efficiently together. So if we think about bladder leakage, bladder leakage as a symptom, whether it's a little bit or, you know, you're like full out wetting your pants. Like it, 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 it's just a symptom. Um, so let's think about your elbow. So if you had elbow pain, now that would be a symptom too, right? If you had elbow pain, would it make sense to just flex your bicep? Mm -hmm. No. Right. So that's not going to fix your elbow pain, but instead, again, we're thinking about them as symptoms. Instead, you would want to maybe let the muscle let go, calm it down, teach it how to work with the rest of the body so that you're not putting so much stress on the elbow. And then that's how you're going to, you know, get rid of elbow pain um, or fix bladder leakage. Does that make sense? Yes, I definitely can see that metaphor because it's the surrounding, the area around the, you know, instead of treating the, the symptom as what it is, treating what is the deeper underlying cause exactly exactly that, that makes so much sense and if you think about i mean certainly you can have bladder leakage without being a mom you can have bladder leakage before being a mom you know i was in that boat where i had 
um, I struggled with bladder leakage when I would run really hard races or have really hard runs in college. And so looking back, I already had issues before being a mom, um, which again, if you don't know what normal is and I, and I never really like to ask people, is everything normal? Because I don't know if you know what normal is, <laughs> right? So I always clarify that question. Like you say, what's normal or, or you say everything is fine and normal. Like let's, let's dabble into that. Like, what do you think is normal? Right? So looking back, you have to look at how everything is working together. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, it's something I even think about, I've struggled with, like when I was heavy into jump roping, I noticed mm-hmm. I had a little like response, like my, my bladder responded. And I was like, what is this? This is, and I, I even told myself, this is what happens to people after they have a baby, you know, in my head. And that is completely like, that's, you know, I think would be like a typical thought pattern. So I love how you're bringing this holistic approach to it. Uh, can you dive a bit deeper into the passion you have for a holistic approach to this? Yes. So it's looking at, so if you think about, if you think about all of the changes that happened in pregnancy, so I'm going to take a couple different uh, approaches to this question. Um, so if you think about all the changes that happened in pregnancy, and again, you can have issues before, you know, without having a baby, but um, all of the changes. So your body is shifting. You're maybe having the the pregnancy posture, right? Like the just <laughs> kind of belly hanging out. Maybe you're having the pregnancy waddle. Um, things are tight. Things you move differently, right? And so now you have the baby and things don't just go back because your body has had nine months to get there. And it's unless you have specific strategies to get your, to, to return, to kind of recalibrate, that's what I like to call it, recalibrate your body of how it's supposed to work together, then that, I mean, time alone is not going to fix that. So you might be a year postpartum or five years or 10 years or 15 years postpartum, but if you didn't specifically address the changes, like you got further away from the actual event, um, but that doesn't mean the changes were fixed. Does that make sense? It totally does. It's like a metaphor would be like blowing up a balloon slowly over a long period of time. And then when it deflates, it's not back to its working place. It looks much different. And there has to be some work to be done to get it back into that. We can't just let it sit in a way. It's like it's just going to find its own kind of place to fall into, so to speak, rather mm-hmm. than bringing it back together functionally. Is that? Yeah, yes. So, and again, it's not just doing squats or doing kegels or doing ab work, you know, it, you need specific direction of, and it has to be unique to you because the way you carried your baby might be different from somebody else. And so it's having that, um, that expert view of what you're needing and when you need it and how to help you get there. Because I can say, I can give one person an exercise and I have a totally different reason why I'm giving that exercise to somebody else. I have different, you know, focuses of it. But to get back to your other question of that holistic approach, when you are pregnant, you have a baby. And again, you can have these issues without, you know, being a mom, but you have a baby pushing up, 
pushing up against your diaphragm. And so the diaphragm forms the top of your core. And it is going to change how you breathe, right? Like if you have a baby pushing up against your diaphragm, it's going to change how you breathe. And breathing, how you breathe is so important. Also, as far as how your mental health is. Because if you breathe shallow, you're going to be more in a sympathetic paras- or a sympathetic state. Okay. So think about this, like your fight or flight tiger is chasing you, you know, even if it's like small hits of like a tiger is chasing you type of a feel. And that's going to amp you up and make you anxious and overwhelmed. But again, if you can have direction of how to get out of that and recalibrate your breathing and recalibrate your body. And these things are, it's not just about like, I'm telling, I never tell people to just relax because I think that's the worst thing to tell somebody. The worst (laughs) thing. It's the worst thing. It's the worst thing. It's the worst thing to tell. Especially women. What people tell us just relax. Nothing makes me more on edge than hearing just relax. I I don't tell people that. Instead, I will give them specific direction, like actionable items, you know, position your body this way, breathe this way, breathe here. And um, and it's not just about all of that, but teaching, uh, teaching women how to connect their body so that they can breathe better, right? Like all muscles of the body, diaphragm, pelvic floor included, will only work if they're in a position to work. So I want you to think about that. Your bicep, because your elbow, it's uh, it, it's just an easy, <laughs> it's, it's an easy example, right? So if I told my toddler to make a muscle, he's going to flex his arm, right? He's going to do something like this, bend his elbow, because that's how your bicep is strongest. Mm-hmm. But if my elbow were straight, I would be using different muscles. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. So depending on the position that you're putting your body in, so this is posture. This is body mechanics. This is just, again, if we think about all the changes that happened in pregnancy, the muscle tightnesses that happened, that's going to change how you breathe, how you use your diaphragm, how you use your core and your pelvic floor. And so again, it's like you need to relearn, recalibrate um, your positioning. And when I say posture, so (laughs) oftentimes when I tell people posture, they sit up straight, they tense up, they throw their shoulders back, Um, But that is not good posture because you are just tensing a muscle. You're actually disconnecting your core. Um, And so I have a little balloon here. And so I like to, so if you are listening to this, I just want you to picture a balloon. And with this balloon, you can think about your core like a balloon where the top is your diaphragm and the bottom is your pelvic floor. And then the surrounding sides are your deep abdominal muscles. And so during pregnancy, these get, um, you, you have an abdominal separation that happens, although there are things that you can do during pregnancy to mitigate how much abdominal separation you have, but that's a different topic. So, um, so that will happen. And then depending on positioning and now we're thinking postpartum, right? And so you might still have an abdominal separation or posture wise, you're like maybe contorting your body or you're like thinking I'm sitting up so straight or you're slouchy or you're kind of, you're sitting side to side or carrying your baby. And now maybe one side is tight and, and it's going to impact the whole balloon and how everything would work together. So again, that holistic approach, if you think about if a car is going to hit you, what do you do? Tense up. (gasps) 
you might gasp, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would gasp. So stress, overwhelm, anxiety, that will change your um, your breath pattern. But how you breathe impacts your pelvic floor because it is the top of your core. And so there are lots of ways that people breathe. Like that is a very good design. <laughs> there are lots of ways that people breathe because you need to breathe to, to live, right? Um, kind of like there are lots of ways that people walk. So as a physical therapist, I will help people after like an ankle sprain, relearn how to walk or after a knee thing and just make sure that they're walking the best way. But you can probably understand that like if somebody is limping along, technically they're walking, but you can maybe see like, oh, that person might have hip pain later. That person might have back pain later or that person right now has knee pain. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you are technically breathing, right? Like that is a good thing. But I can also see how if people are breathing different ways later, that can cause issues. Oh, I can 100% agree with that. Yeah. 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 That's huge. Breath work is um, like even in our kind of tangenting slightly, but how we live our day-to-day -day lives. And like I am constantly up. My shoulders are up if I'm on my computer and shallow breaths. And then I start to hyperventilate or I might have mm -hmm. a lot of anxiety. And I could see that playing into this as well into the whole health of the the abdominals pelvic floor all of it working together exactly and the way i like to explain it to people is i mean there are lots of ways that you can do breath work just like if you were and i think that this is an easy example i'm going to kind of use some examples here um if you were training for a 5k let's say you want to run a race you might look at a program and it would say, do run two miles this day, three miles this day, you know, uh, increase your speed, increase your, you know, that now is a rest day, whatever it is, that would be like the program. Um, but what I'm going to look at, and that's good, that's good. But what I'm looking at are the mechanics of how you're running. So <clears throat> if we think about this in terms of breath work and how the core works together, I'm not talking about breathing in for a count of four exhaling for five or six. I'm not talking about um, breath technique that way. What I'm talking about are the mechanics of how you're breathing, positioning your body in a way to use the right muscles when you are breathing to impact your core. And um, kind of funny, but when people are doing my, my breathing exercises, they will tell me their abs are sore. Wow. That's yeah. Probably because the breath is done properly and different muscles or portions of the muscle are activated that hadn't been activated in a while. Exactly. Exactly. So breathing is a really great ab exercise. And if we think about the functionality of what we talked about earlier, I'm a huge proponent for bringing this functionally into your life so that you don't have to spend you know, an hour of your time that as a mom, you probably don't have, you know, and that way it makes it very tangible to improve and just progress yourself and recalibrate and feel good. Mm, that's huge. Saving time for mom is one of the most precious things ever. So that's a win-win, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, if you can do this while you are driving in the car, while you're doing the dishes, you know, while you are lifting your child, you know, learning how to move your body in a safe way, in a way that helps your back pain, helps your mid back pain, your shoulders, your neck, your pelvic floor stops leaking, makes you feel more powerful and strong. Like that is, that is the boat that I come from. Like that is how I approach this. Mm. That is really eye-opening. That is something that just bringing awareness to this and that this is available, I think is going to be huge for women. And it, it kind of leads me into my next question. How do the needs of the pelvic floor and the health of the pelvic floor change in different seasons of a woman's life? Um, from puberty, childbearing years, perimenopause, menopause, and post. Is yeah. there different things we can do during those different seasons? Yeah. So I was thinking about this question and my first instinct was that it doesn't matter. <laughs> like the muscles are the muscles, right? Because that's where I'm coming from. Like your uterus is going to change as you go through and your hormones are going to change as you go through different seasons of your life. Um, but then, you know, I'm looking at the muscles and those don't change as far as how they should work. But there are a few things that you can think about just like small, small things here. So my daughter, she's two and it is by design that kids can control their bladder when they start to move, when they start to walk, because that's when you are challenging the different muscles around your hips and your pelvis. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is starting to wake up. You're having the, you're moving your body dynamically. You're gaining that control through your pelvis, your hips, your core, because you're loading it in different positions. So that's, you know, again, you can have pelvic floor issues, bladder leakage without being a mom or before becoming a mom. And I was in that boat. Um, but there are so many variables that come with that. So then you have to think of how you're breathing, you know, how you're loading your body. Like maybe you're not moving through your hips the best way. Like you're doing a squat or you're doing bending type movements or you're running, but you're might, you might not be using the best mechanics for that. So if you are in the boat of you're not a mom yet, or you are just, you know, just not a mom, um, and you're having these issues, it's looking at how your body works together. And then when you're pregnant, pain in pregnancy, you know, again, your pelvic floor is in the middle of your pelvis. And during pregnancy, it's having to do more work. And so anytime a muscle is doing more work, so if you were to flex your bicep for three hours, don't do this, but <laughs> if you were to flex your bicep for three hours, it's going to hurt, mm -hmm. right? It's going to feel achy. Yeah, it's going to hurt maybe your elbow, shoulder, neck, other things are going to start to hurt. Mm -hmm. And so it's calming those muscles down letting other muscles show up, like try to mitigate as many changes as possible during pregnancy by having the awareness, the specific guidance of, you know, how to move your body in pregnancy. And in that way, you're also going to protect yourself against, you know, as uh, you know, you're going to have an abdominal separation that happens, but you know, if you can mitigate that, it's a better, 
it's a, it's a good idea, right? Um, and then also, if you can calm down, so during pregnancy, it's a really good, it's a really good thing to be able to connect with your pelvic floor. Not only from a pain perspective, pain and pregnancy, uh, where you're getting the thigh joint pain or the or the fire crotch, <laughs> the pubic bone pain. That's what it's you know street name, fire crotch. Um, so or sciatica, any of those things can be pelvic floor. So and then during childbirth, so the pelvic floor, I like to say the pelvic floor is the gatekeeper. So your pelvic floor does not push your baby out. Your uterus does. <laughs> your uterus will contract and your pelvic floor needs to get out of the way. But if you have not connected with your pelvic floor, then you it's going to be very difficult to do that. And so then you're having to bear down, push, strain. Meanwhile, your pelvic floor is like combating because you're like, oh, we're supposed to brace against this, right? And so that, in, that increases your risk of tearing and childbirth trauma and prolapse. Wow. That is fascinating. Just even knowing this, my mind is like connecting. <laughs> it's like if we can connect our brains, our nervous system to those, like functionally connect that to the thought, even the awareness of the pelvic floor to begin with, we can start to gain that control and gain that proper functional functionality of that muscle group. That's just in. I'm geeking out. I hope our listeners are geeking out over this. Like, it's like thinking it's working smarter, not harder. Really, exactly, exactly. During again, my the childbirth with my with my son was I didn't know any of this stuff, right? Um, and then with Elena, I was able to use all of it, and it was beautiful. Like there was pressure, and there were things, you know, like that, but. I was able to just like be in my zone because I had practiced, I had practiced and connected and I didn't have any pain during that pregnancy versus when I was pregnant with my son, my leg would like give out getting off the couch or I had to, you know, how it would be debilitating just, and I'm, I have an active, you know, I'm, I'm active. So it was hard to like do the things I wanted to with all of that pain. I was like, maybe I should get a pregnancy belt. Maybe I should get this, that, or the other thing. And it's like, you don't need those things. You need to learn how to use your body. So, and learning how to, you know, move through your hips and do different positions where you can just re really naturally open your pelvic floor because again, muscles work around the position you put them in, right? And so, just like your bicep, if you were to bend your elbow, you're going to use that muscle. If you if your elbow is straight, you're not using that muscle. And so by positioning your pelvis in different positions, you're going to help your body either use those muscles or not use those muscles. And a baby has to get out of here, right? So knowing how to position and connect and really be able to open and calm and just put yourself in that zen. I was going to say relaxed, but this zen, <laughs> this zen state where you can you can calm and open and it's just going to you know, if you're in that, like, oh, trying to push a baby out and strain, everything is going to be tense, including your pelvic floor. Like if you are like up here, tensing your body, everything is tensing. Oh, that is so true. And we, we are tense um, with right. the stress, like stress levels being so high. It's so easy. Yes. I feel I'm tense all the time. And I can imagine mm -hmm. many of our listeners are struggle with tension as well. Tension yes. headaches, tension. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So just having this awareness of how to connect everybody, all the the, the muscles, the body parts, positioning. Um, and so that would be, you know, during childbirth and then postpartum, you have to recalibrate the body like I've already talked about. And then when you're heading into the later years of your life and you're having the changes that happen with menopause, what I like to tell people is if you have a higher threshold, there's less likelihood that you're going to break down. So if you think about this, the better your body works together, the stronger you are, but not just like doing Kegels. Cause I don't, I don't give Kegels to anybody. So not just like flexing the muscles, it's getting your body to work really well together and then building strength evenly. Cause that's what you need. You need everybody to be balanced and coordinated. And if one part's kind of trying to do everything, then that's going to, that's going to cause a problem. So in a balanced way, getting everybody to work together safely, if you are stronger, there's less likelihood that even though you're having the hormonal shifts of less support because that impacts the pelvic floor when the estrogen, um, when the estrogen drops. So when you just have that higher threshold of everybody working together, then even though you have those dips, you're not going to go below that dip of like leaking issues. Does that make sense? It does. It's like you're better preparing yourself for different seasons of life and with a better, like a better prep, your body can handle the impacts of the next season to come. Exactly. And that's not to say like you can impact your pelvic floor at any stage. Like if you're pregnant or, you know, going through childbirth or postpartum, or even if you're 20 years postpartum, or I've helped a gal that was in her eighties, you know, like it's not as easy. (laughs) I'll say that, but like, it's, it's a better idea to kind of attack these things when they're happening or like starting to happen versus later. Um, But you can, you can still have an impact. Mm. Angela, this has been such an insightful conversation and I just thank you so much for your knowledge. And I just want to share with our listeners too, you guys, this is going to be a three part series that we're doing on the pelvic floor. So we're going to deep dive even more in the episodes to come. And I'd love to get people connected with you. How can people find you? Are you on social media? Give us the goods, girl. Yes. So I do calls with people. That is how I am able to support my clients the best because I want to know what's going on, what you've tried, what things are working, what things aren't working, where do you want to go? Because I give my clients personalized support. And so, um, so that's how I want to support any mom out there that is struggling with bladder leakage, if you want to get back running and jumping and just living your life without the fear or the, or the frustration of bladder leakage. And so I am on Instagram. Um, bladder leak solution is my handle. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group that's open to anybody that wants to join. I give little tidbits in there. Bladder leak solution for active moms is the group for that. And then also, if you are just ready to jump in and take care of this, you can apply to work with me, www.bladderleaksolution.com slash apply. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with with us. And I'm sure our listeners are going to get so much out of this series that we're doing. So thanks again for being on the show. And thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you again next time. Absolutely.
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date with our latest episodes. Also, you can find us on social media by searching Checkable Health. We look forward to seeing you again soon.